statements made on the Dr. Peter DeVette live radio show have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Products mentioned on the Dr. Peter DeVette live radio show are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Information given by the host or co-host are the opinions of the speakers and are not intended as medical advice. Information on this show is not a substitute for medical advice and is strictly for educational purposes. Please seek the advice of your primary physician before starting anything new or following educational advice or opinions. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. It's time to find out about your health and get your medical questions answered. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Some of the topics we'll be discussing today include why America is facing a health care disaster, what the root causes are of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic paradigm, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness. And how to read your own body like a book. The most effective medicine is to invest in wellness and live a holistic lifestyle. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. DeVette. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Uh, So glad to be with you. You're, You're on this beautiful sunny day here in uh, northeast Texas, beautiful city of Tyler, where we uh, operate a clinic called uh, QHI Wellness, which is an integrative medicine facility where we practice uh, the very best of natural medicine combined with the essentials of conventional medicine for a healthier you. And with me on the program today is Susan Spence, my everyday co-host, who is all the way down in Mississippi today. And... uh, uh, taking care of a mom there who's uh, been a little bit under the weather. And then Julie is my host, uh, is my guest here uh, on the show today for at least uh, the first part of the program. And Julie is all the way from California. And she uh, spent uh, just spent a month or so in uh, France uh, teaching art. So we're going to introduce you to Julie a little bit more here in a moment. But uh, with the subject of today's show, specifically is about uh, breast cancer. So title of the show is Holistic Approach to Managing Breast Cancer. And the question, can breast cancer be healed without radical interventions? Can breast cancer be healed without radical interventions? Now, that's a big question, uh, Julie. You know, uh, it's not one of those questions you're supposed to ask in America. You know, you're just supposed to be radical uh, from, you know, (laughs) from front to back and, and, uh, you know, we don't even think of the possibility that cancer can be treated conservatively. You know, it's, uh, it's just anathema to the Western uh, conventional medical mindset, which is, you know, constantly focused on treating symptoms, not causes. So we're going to delve into that question a little bit today. You know, what, uh, how can breast cancer be treated more holistically? And, uh, you know, is... Does one therapy exclude the possibility of using other therapies? You know, so some people think you either have to go natural or conventional. You can't do both, but that's absolutely false. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, great outcomes can be achieved uh, uh, doing both and in the short, short, certain circumstances. So we're going to talk about the circumstances that, uh, you know, it's advisable sometimes to, to be uh, radical on both fronts. And then what circumstances, you know, we can sometimes take a step back and, and uh, you know, uh, and 
uh, do what what needs to be done to strengthen the body, to strengthen the mind, and sp- strengthen the spirit before we get uh, you know super radical with anything. So, so we're going to go through that. But breast cancer uh, is a growing problem. We see now today, as we sit here, one in eight women that will be affected by breast cancer directly in one way or another, and uh, even greater percentage that are being affected indirectly because a loved one has had the disease or has died from the disease and and so you know that's uh, that's also i think if you take those statistics you probably find that one in two women are affected somehow you know that you know they have had a loved one or a good friend or a, a special person in lives uh that has been lost maybe maybe it's getting closer to 100 percent because Judah, I, I don't i don't know of a person uh around uh, that that hasn't been affected somehow you know I agree. Uh, Most of my friends know many people Mm -hmm. who have had cancer, breast cancer specifically. And you've been on the other side of the fence, too. You've been uh, the supporter of others. Definitely. have been affected by the disease. And uh, and now you are on that side of the fence of, you know, being, having been diagnosed with a condition. Right. Um, And I wanted to ask you just to give us a little bit of a backdrop, you know, because a lot of things have changed tremendously in your life over the last three months. Definitely. So, <laughs> so give, give us a little bit of a, a, a backdrop on, on what has transpired okay. in three months. Well, when I was first diagnosed, I was told that I had a an invasive cancer. The the word invasive is very scary. Yeah. You know, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> and uh, then I found out it was stage one, which was helpful. Uh-huh. And uh, then I found out it was ductal and with lobular features. So what does that all mean? So there's the thing about the idea of cancer is that there's so much to learn. What does all this mean? Just the diagnosis in itself. Yeah, the diagnosis itself, you know, I, I think is often made even scarier by the big names and the, <laughs> you know, the terms that are used. And, and cancer itself has turned into a swear word, I think, you know. <laughs> A hundred years ago, if you were diagnosed with cancer, you know, no big deal because there was no mass consciousness of cancer. You know, you didn't have people dying left and right from cancer and getting, um, you know, uh, maimed by cancer therapies and and killed by the cancer therapies themselves. You just, you know, cancer was basically the term used for growths on the body or in the body. And most of the time they were not discovered until... Uh, after death, and you know, sometimes they were on the surface. But frankly, uh, even though maybe some people can say they underdiagnosed cancer back then, mm-hmm. it seems you know very, very obvious that there was far, far less cancer back then than, than there is today. It just you know, uh, and when people got cancer, most people didn't die of their cancers; they died with their cancers. You know, we see that. Um, we don't see that very much today, you know. Now, there's interesting uh, political dynamic that's changed over the last couple of years, and that is, you know, this whole, um, you know, massive debt that we have as a nation, and so trying to curb that debt. You know, there's certainly more push now towards, um, you know, conservative care, and as a matter of fact, you know, um, Obamacare, you know, good or bad, has actually 
brought all of that to the fore. You know, where we're having these these discussions about, you know, what Medicare, for example, should pay for, what insurance companies should pay for or not. You know, should they continue to pay for radical treatments, radical surgeries? But the more we study these rad- radical treatments and, and radical surgeries, the more we find that they really are not making that much of a difference. As a matter of fact, most of the time, more often than not, they're actually causing more harm than good. Now, in one particular area where they've actually looked at this very closely is prostate cancer. Yeah, prostate cancer, we uh, just universally treated the disease aggressively. Now they've actually looked at stats from all across the world and shown that you know, when a man turns 65 or above, you know, very, very seldom is that cancer going to be the cause of death in that person. And you know, it just it makes no sense whatsoever to throw massive surgery, uh, you know, radiation, all that, and it just creates massive um, reduction quality of life for these poor men, you know, and with breast cancer, we're still on the super aggressive track, you know, <clears throat> there's uh, massive fortunes being spent on, on research, uh, but thus far, no change in the incidence, as, as you know, you know, it's just continuing to go up. Uh, maybe we can say we've made some inroads on, on reducing the numbers that die from breast cancer. But then that's also a dangerous concept because sometimes, you know, you don't die from the, the cancer, you die from the treatment. And they don't list that as a statistic when you die of the treatment necessarily, if you know what how, I mean. How long do you have to and live so, before they say it's successful? I can't remember. Well, you know, we, we talk about five-year survival rates and 10-year survival rates and two-year survival rates. But typically, the the common uh, accepted standard now is if if you've reached five years and there's no signs of recurrence, then then you know they can call it a cure. Mm. But there's also very strong evidence if you get to two years and there's no signs of recurrence, you pretty much you know can call it a cure because the chances of that particular cancer coming forth, you know, as a as a major problem, and if there's no signs of it before that, is <coughs> is minimal. So, and again. Um, Julie, you know, since you got here, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, holistic approach to to this condition, um, and and just maybe also frame for us what inspired you to come to uh, East Texas to QHI Wellness um, in terms of your journey and your decision making on what to do about your malignancy. Well, first of all, just to set the stage, when I was treated uh, by conventional doctors uh, or your more I guess you're more with your more aggressive ideas they didn't bring up nutrition they didn't bring up my mental health they didn't bring up uh, my immunity in my body they didn't bring up any of these areas that intuitively I knew had a lot to do with what was going on um, the, the psychological aspect of, of cancer uh, all of those things I think are a major part of why a person gets cancer and um, when I learned about Dr. DeVette and uh, through a couple of sources, you know, and then I called him and he was very wonderful about talking with me, you know, a few times before I came out here because I wanted to be sure it was the right thing. Um, I decided that I needed a team of doctors, doctors, nurses, whoever's going to work with me and, and to have one source to come back to, Dr. DeVette who can say, okay, we've just seen another mammogram, we've just seen another sonogram, we've just seen the blood count. And so I needed to be with somebody who worked with, with, with health uh, holistically. Uh, this doesn't mean that I won't have surgery. Mm-hmm. I still may. 
but I feel like I'm on a track of working psychologically and physically and in so many ways. And this is how I felt all along intuitively. But when you have family and friends that are scared out of their mind about you, you, you need to realize that that's them and this is you. And we're going to talk about that more after the break. Julie has to go and uh, get some, uh, some uh, diagnostics done this afternoon. So she, she might not be here uh, for much longer on the show with us. But after the break, we're going to talk about these diagnostic decisions, these therapeutic decisions. How do you go about treating cancer at its source or supporting the person that has the disease at its source? And how do we reframe cancer so it does not look as scary from the outside, as onerous and as threatening? How can we reframe cancer so that actually just one more chronic disease that you know, we're going to deal with one way or another, get it under control. So we'll be right back after this break. Thank you. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I gotta... This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Whether you're four and a half or 100, you can retrain your brain. Learning RX, the radio show, is on toginet.com, Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time with Martin Kruger. Learning RX programs are quick, they're efficient, they're life changing, and they're permanent. Unlike tutoring, cognitive skills training or brain training targets the root issue causing learning struggles. Time and money spent on chronic tutoring is a clear signal of cognitive skill deficiency. That's where Learning RX comes in. Call today, 903-617-6899. 903-617-6899. Then join us for the show here every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. And take advantage of the power it holds to improve your life. There are so many brain training issues that Learning RX can help you with. It's not a product, it's an experience. So join us for Learning RX, the radio show with Martin Kruger. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Hi, my name's John Martin, and I'm the CEO of this radio station. Recently, I began a life changing weight loss program under the supervision and care of Dr. Peter DeVette at QHI Wellness in Tyler, Texas. The program that Dr. DeVette put me on is called Beta HCG. Now, 97 days ago, I began the program, and as of today, I've lost a total of 63 pounds. <laughs> you heard me right 63 pounds in just over 90 days. If you're out there suffering like I was from being overweight and just finally are ready to do something about it, then the days of those long-term yo-yo programs are over. You can finally take care of the problem for good. I personally recommend giving Dr. DeVette's clinic a call at 877-484-9735. That's QHI Wellness at 877-484-9735. Or go online at qhiwellness.com and change your life today. And oh, by the way, Tell them John Martin sent you. Doctor, doctor, give me the news I gotta... Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. 
And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live, and this is Dr. DeVette uh, with Susan Spence all the way from Mississippi, as I said, uh, taking care of uh, Ruthie, our mom, uh, who's been a guest on our program before, and Ruthie has just gone through a little gallbladder hiccup and actually actually had to sacrifice her gallbladder. So, uh, Ruthie, if you're listening, uh, we are praying for you, and Wishing you a speedy recovery. As a matter of fact, I know for a fact that you're already doing much better, <clears throat> at least in some ways. So, um, and Julie's here in the show with us today, all the way from California. And so our subject for today, again, is holistic approach to managing breast cancer. And again, the question, can breast cancer be healed without radical interventions? And that's a loaded question because, again, uh, Julie, you know, in America, that's not a politically correct question to ask yeah you just uh, we're just supposed to follow the toe the line toe the party line you know and there's supposed to be only one profession that can really take care of cancer or two and that, or three and that is oncology radio oncology and surgery you know so if, unless you're one of those three specialties you have no right to treat cancer and you know you have no tried to, uh, the right to take care of cancer patients you know and as a patient you run the risk of being ridiculed, um, marginalized, put under massive pressure, um, you know, castigated, sometimes even just plain discriminated against. I mean, you know, when physicians or whoever uh, refuse to take care of you because you're doing this or that, they don't agree with you, uh, you know, with, and that, uh, that unfortunately happens um, all too often in the medical field. You know, we still have a, Paternalistic healthcare system, if you haven't noticed, you know, where you treat like a kid, and if you're bad and you don't behave, then you get, uh, you know, a symbolic spanking. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, never I'm, thought of it that way, but that's a good one. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's uh, it is just that way. You know, we we, we have, um, you know, there's always people in our society that know better, that are you know, going to tell you what you should do and shouldn't do, and you know, and. Um, yeah, we just have a lot, way too much intervention from, you know, higher authorities. Whereas in, in the political field and the medical field, you know, <clears throat> uh, even law enforcement sometimes goes about things wrong. Uh, and me and you had this discussion <clears throat> um, earlier, Julie, which is, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people, um, you know, come short when we, you know, when we have this concept of fighting wars. You know, so when we fight the war on cancer, what has that brought us? Well, um, in 1972, uh, Richard Nixon declared the, the war on cancer. And since then, when you look at the statistics, you would, wouldn't think there's ever been a war fought because uh, it's only gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. You know, more people die today than ever before from cancer. More people get cancer than ever before. We've made absolutely no dent. As a matter of fact, it seems almost paradoxical and almost perverse that the more money we have streamed into the search for the cure, the more cancer is being created. Yeah? And I'm not saying that uh, those cures are causing the cancer, but I am saying that. As a matter of fact, we know that chemotherapy, for example, and radiation therapy both are cancer-causing uh, strategies. They cause cancer. So how can we use treatments that cause cancer to, to cure cancer? Can I make an interjection there? Uh -huh. I'm not really for either radiation or chemo, but I have heard that there are a lot of people who have had either one or the other, and they've been well for 
at least if they've had breast cancer, they've been well for many, many, many years. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the majority have, but there are some that have done very well. So yeah, I just want to make sure that and you, we more, see both sides. Exactly. But, but we have choices now, I think. And, uh, but what we have to realize is that no matter what choices we make, there's far more choices that can be made on top of that to keep that from happening to, to minimize the likelihood. For instance, uh, you know, and I shared this with you before you came, most of the patients that I, that I treat, that I support, and I, we talk about cancer support, not cancer therapy at our facility, because I'm not an oncologist, I'm not a radio th- oncologist, and I'm not a surgeon. So, but when, when we talk about uh, cancer support, um, you know, most of the patients that we support are doing conventional. You know, they're, so they're doing conventional as well. They're doing, uh, you know, they've had the surgery often when they come here. Uh, oftentimes they've had chemo and or radiation. You know, and sometimes they even make those decisions while they're working with us. You know? Many don't. Many want to do strictly natural and a very, very <clears throat> gung-ho on you know, maintaining the, as much integrity in the body as they can uh, you know, in order to not only resist that, particular disease, but all diseases that might come along. And, uh, you know, and, but others are very, very comfortable and very clear that they want to, you know, get the tumor out or they want to, you know, get irradiated or chemoed out so that any possibility of, you know, so-called metastatic uh, cancer can be eliminated. And then so all of that for some people makes makes sense and and you know we never make that, that those choices wrong but the what conventional medicine fails to do though on the on the other side is they they refuse to to understand the consequences of these uh these treatments and fail to address any in any way shape or form you know uh those consequences to mitigate them or minimize them you know uh Susan do you, do you agree I do agree. People are very different in their capacity to um, break down such high-powered drugs, too. Um, some people do well with it. Some don't. Yeah, and the interesting thing about cancer therapy is is more and more in certain cancers, they're coming up with designer drugs that are very specific for specific cells. and uh, In other words, tailor-made to the malignancy much, much better strategies and way cool in terms of, you know, what can be achieved. And, and for instance, you know, there's certain, there's at least two categories of malignancies that were doing a very good job in conventional medicine at, at treating. And that includes the leukemias, certain ones, and certain lymphomas. So lymphatic cancers, you know, often respond well to certain chemotherapies, you know, and... <clears throat> Uh, Julie has to go. Um, so, Julie, thank you so much for, for being on the show with me. Thank you for asking me to come on, Dr. And, we, and we'll, we'll, do, we'll do this again. Definitely. Before, Look forward to it. You, uh, okay. Bye-bye. Take back off to, to Southern California. And me and Susan are going to continue discussing this, and then you can listen to the recording uh, <clears throat> later. So, thank you so much. So, uh, Susan, you know, when we talk about, again, uh, holistic approaches to the management of breast cancer, and I specifically use the word management, not uh, you know the treatment uh, or cure, because that's oftentimes where the trouble comes in. You know, we feel like we have to exterminate the cancer, and uh, you know, there's more and more evidence that if you treat cancer as a chronic illness, just like you with diabetes, 
just like you would hypertension um, or any other uh, chronic disease that you can actually do very, very well by people and you can actually get uh, very, very good responses. And you can actually you know, get the same results that we're getting with AIDS, for example. You know, very few people die of AIDS anymore. They die with AIDS. Mm-hmm. You know, and in many areas of cancer therapy, people don't die from the cancers anymore. They die with the cancers. And, and lymphoma, leukemia would be two examples, you know, of, of the, how, that, how that can <clears throat> pan out. What do, you, do you agree with that? Uh, I do. I, I read something pretty uh, exciting. Uh, in the Gynecology Oncology uh, Journal, this was from 2000, and this was a small trial. It was only eight people. And uh, cervical cancer is similar to breast cancer because it's a proliferative tissue. That means it has to uh, grow a lot and change a lot. Uh, but they used uh, IC3, uh, and they had a placebo-controlled group, and there were a group of eight cervical cancer patients. Four had complete remission when their um, uh, 2 16 uh, estrogen ratio was optimized. Total remission. Oh, that's fascinating. In that study, did they address progesterone at all? Uh, it doesn't say. I just have uh, a, a, just a, a brief description of it. I have not read the whole study, but it was uh, gynecology, oncology. So maybe, you know, you were talking about Obamacare. Maybe some more of these kind of studies will be, you know, forced to the forefront. Let me ask you something about that study. Did how did they regulate the two two alpha versus the six alpha hydroxyestrone levels? How did they regulate it? Uh, it yeah. says the greatest response was seen in the group taking 200 milligrams per day of I3C because metabolites were being considered. Uh, the preferred methodology for measuring was the urine. Uh, it says the 216 ratio does not fluctuate with timing of menstrual cycle or menopausal status. The results remain constant regardless of the changes in levels. Um, anyway, it, um, I have the... And that that that's an extract, by the way, that you were mentioning is an extract from cruciferous vegetables. Right. Uh, and it's it's also it's called three endocarbonyl, um, and and that's a, that's a very very uh, good reason to eat your broccoli and eat your cauliflower and uh, your um, Brussels sprout. sprout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Are we going to go to another break? <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go to another break real quick. Uh, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about this subject. But specifically, want to also uh, reference my book, uh, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health, which is a wall-to-wall guide on self, self-healing, no matter what the condition that you're dealing with. And again, we're not trying to be glib about saying that you know every cancer is curable holistically. But I do want uh, people to understand that there's so much more uh, to this whole uh, thing about cancer and uh, so, so many more treatments that can make uh, profound differences in outcomes uh, and can also minimize destructive uh, therapies and destruction of, of good and healthy cells in the body. Um, so we, we will be right back after this break. Give us a call also at 877-484-9735 if you want a copy of the book. 877-484-9735. Shop QHI.com. 
is our website, shopqhi.com. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Boost your life force and enhance your health today with Life Force Naturals. This product is a superb combination of all natural super green foods, berries and herbs that contain the entire spectrum of vitamins and minerals, and much, much more. Packed with chlorophyll, enzymes, vitamins, minerals, plant-based antioxidants, fiber, and a powerhouse of therapeutic herbal components, Life Force Naturals may also help you detox by optimizing liver, kidney, and gut function, giving you antioxidant protection, help reduce inflammation, help your immune system, your resistance against cancer, and your protection against heart disease. Life Force Naturals also has antifungal, antibacterial, and antiviral properties. Life Force Naturals, a cut above any commercially available multi-nutrient combination. To order your bottle of Life Force Naturals, call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735 or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Help your body get rid of disease-causing inflammation today with Flam Away. Presented to you by DeVette Wellness. Flam Away is made up of a superb combination of inflammation-fighting herbs, including turmeric, ginger, boswellia, resveratrol, and bromelain. Inflammation is the mechanism by which most pain in the body springs forth, and it's a central component of most disease creation in the human body. Flam Away reduces inflammation and often pain, and contributes to better heart and blood vessel health and immune system function. Also, great for many with arthritis, headaches, and back pain, sore muscles, sports injuries, and any conditions involving inflammation. If you're a victim of inflammation, get your supply of Flam Away today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online at shophealthybody.com. Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live and uh, again, Susan Spence on the show with me all the way from Mississippi and, and Susan Give us an update on mom. How's she doing today? Uh, she's moving around as well as to be uh, expected, and uh, she's a little bit weak, but I think she's doing great for her age. And uh, you know, given her her poor status for a couple of weeks before she actually went to the hospital. Well, one of these days we'll have to do a show with her uh, again as she recovers from. Uh, uh, this little health uh, mis- mishap and uh, <clears throat> that that she just went through, and uh, but we wish her everything of the best and keep her. Uh, <clears throat> we'll keep her in our prayers to to uh, uh, pray for a speedy recovery and a resilient recovery, so that she uh, will stay uh, healthy uh, from here on out. How about I will, that? I will tell her. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, tell tell we talked about her on the air today. So okay. uh, hope, hope her ears were burning. Uh, but we're talking about uh, holistic approach to managing breast cancer today. 
Can breast cancer be healed without radical intervention? You know, with one in eight women destined to get this disease, it's an important question to ask because so many women are being maimed, you know, are being harmed sometimes with excessively aggressive treatments. When lesser uh, or less aggressive treatments can be appropriate, you know, and, and Susan, a lot of it depends, for instance, on uh, the the stage of the cancer, the, um, you know, the nature of the cancer, but paradoxically, you know, uh, the, your biggest dilemmas lie in the extremes, you know, the early phases and the late phases of the disease. Mm-hmm. So if you have a stage one uh, cancer like uh, Julie uh, just, you know, reminded us that she has, mm-hmm. um, you know, her decision-making proce- process is, you know, is every bit as complicated as it is for somebody that, for instance, has a stage four malignancy, which means it's spread, you know, uh, throughout the body, you know. So, for instance, a stage one um, uh, malignancy, you know, she's uh, she caught this on mammography or got it uh, caught on mammography and sonography very, very, very early, you know, so early that when they did the biopsy, it was only a, a seven millimeter size uh, tumor, uh, the so-called invasive cancer, um, and you know, and so <clears throat> she had some other precancerous changes in another little area in that breast. But um, you know, that's uh, that's her dilemma. So one of the ways that we support our patients in this journey is again not to make decisions for them, to give them uh, uh, full information on on every option. You know, the supportive measures, the you know, the uh, the conventional as well as the alternative. Treatments and uh, you know we always encourage our patients to to still do the conventional therapies that were <clears throat> recommended. You know sometimes they have educated themselves to the point where they absolutely convinced that that's not what they want to do, and they have a very very clear idea of of what they're working towards, and they know how to get monitored very very closely and very very carefully along the road to ensure that they are not losing ground. Because that's always the fear, and that's you know that's the tactic, the fear tactic used by conventional medicine is, Susan, that if if you don't jump to it now, if you don't get slashed, and burned, and irradiated right now, uh, that you you know you know you your you know you may die a miserable death, you know, and you'll you know just uh, be you know be just be awful, you know. Well, are if there gets, traditional oncologists who will? work with you and retest to see if the patient is losing ground or not and, and let them continue if they're not? Are, are, there, are there actually people who will uh, work with that? Traditional oncologists? Well, we, you know, again, you know, it's a, it's a patient-led decision. You know, so, so it, you know, we, uh, we're not usually the ones that approach the oncologist about this. This would be a patient going to oncologist saying, hey, uh, doc, this is what I'm choosing to do. Will you support me or not? You know, and and unfortunately, Susan, the vast majority of oncologists, unless you're following their line of <clears throat> reasoning and, and their recommendations, will write you off, will fire you on the spot, <clears throat> you know, and send you to somebody else. Um, now, there are some uh, oncologists that are more holistically inclined that, uh, you know, that uh, you, you even have entire facilities that have a little bit more of a holistic mindset, like 
cancer centers for America. You know, mm-hmm. I always listen to their ads. I, you know, I know some of the, uh, you know, directors that have been involved with with uh, cancer centers with uh, for America, uh, board members or other. Uh, you know, that know have a little bit of an inside perspective. Now they're not as holistic as you would hope. Um, because they also have to work against insurance companies that don't want to pay for holistic medicine and you know and for natural approaches and for supportive measures you know and so you have that layer of bureaucracy on it uh, on on top of it as well mm-hmm. but for those that are you know a little bit have a little bit more wherewithal um, will find in many cases oncologist that is empathetic to and and I have such an oncologist uh, team here in Tyre that work very closely with us you know to help patients that are being a little bit more of a maverick and are deciding to go a little bit of a different direction so um, you know and as I said you know this, uh, more and more breast cancer as our other cancers are being treated more as chronic illnesses not necessarily as acute illnesses and I'm thinking specifically of prostate cancer you know this big huge studies that have been done now uh, to show that conservative management of uh, prostate cancer, especially in certain age groups of men, actually much more prefer, uh, much better than some of the con- conventional treatments that you know are you know radical and you know you know uh, reduce quality of life dramatically. If a man has his prostate ripped out and you know and and he can't hold his urine anymore and he's uh, impotent and stuff like that, you know that's <clears throat> that's often an awful price to pay. When it's been shown that conservative therapies can be just as good or better, uh, and are certainly uh, often better, uh, you know, endured, <clears throat> better tolerated than the conventional treatment. Now, with breast cancer, you know, we're still talking about a quality of life issue. We're still talking about, you know, having to make a decision between losing a breast or keeping it, and then being scared to death that that you know tumor is going to get out of the breast into the rest of your body. Again, Susan, you know, part of this uh, issue is, is our failed or p- poor understanding of what cancer is. You know, and uh, we're going to get into that a little bit uh, here in a moment. You know, the recall healing aspects, the programming, the emotional programs behind diseases, including um, breast cancer and, you know, exactly what some of the programming might be. But I, I want to just kind of quickly uh, set a little bit of an outline here, Susan, on how we support cancer patients. When we say we do cancer support, how do we do that? We, number one, uh, do uh, very uh, broad evaluations to look at their nutritional status, to look at their overall health status, to look at their strength, their stamina, to look at the strength of their immune systems. We, are, we look at microbes, you know, that are uh, involved in the process of malignancy formation or actually also involved in breaking down uh, malignancies and tumors. Um, so we look at, uh, you know, <clears throat> the microbial environment inside the body. But we also look at, you know, how we can reset areas. So, you know, we, on the one hand, Susan, we talk about level one strategies, physical strategies like detoxing, you know, improving nutrition, dramatically improving uh, the diet of patients that are afflicted with these conditions. But on the, uh, the, you know, on the other hand, we also uh, employ strategies to reset level two, uh, which is energy body. So, you know, to, so the region, like in a breast um, a situation like Julie's, 
you know, we actually go in and uh, can reset the breast, can reset the lymph nodes, can reset the organs to help her to detox better. You know, we can, you know, do all of that. Now, level three strategies is where we get into the, the mental body. And this is where recall healing comes in. <clears throat> you know, and there's a lot uh, now written in, in uh, the two books that I have out on recall healing, Heal Thyself, and then also Bringing Sexy Back. And we also have Dr. Gilbert Noe's manual that has a whole bunch of information. It's called Recall Healing, Pyramid of Health. And Susan, uh, now we also have a whole series of web, uh, sorry, DVDs out, including one on breast disease that I want to mention before you know the program is done because we actually on that DVD go through a detailed explanation of not just the recall healing elements, the stress components uh, that that actually bring this disease about, but also you know what what the natural sh- supportive measures are. And then also what um, you know conventional medicine has to offer, and what what we can expect uh, you know with each <clears throat> you know at each turn. So, so for those of you listening, if you want that more detailed information, there's an eight-hour seminar that we recorded uh, a few months ago, and it's on breast disease and it includes all breast diseases, including cancer. So, so uh, get one of those. You can also get Recall Healing Level One uh, DVDs that has detailed information. Also, not just on breast cancer, but you know the principles of recall healing, and takes you uh, through a journey of a, a deeper understanding of why we get sick and how we can heal. So, uh, Susan, when we come back, I want to get a little bit more into the recall healing element, so so we can talk a little bit about the programming. So, I, I want to uh, have you think for a minute about uh, possible scenarios that you either know about or that you can imagine where uh, the program uh, consequence would be uh, breast cancer. Okay. So, And then we also, I want to talk a little bit about detox strategies, and so I want you to you know, also uh, address that a little bit uh, when we come back from the break. How do we clean up the body in somebody that is uh, so much pollution uh, so much pollution in the body that they've actually uh, developed a malignancy, which, by the way, on a technical level means deep pollution right to the core of the cell, where the cell's DNA has been disrupted because of that toxicity. So does, and so does that make sense, Susan? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be ready. Yeah, so we will be right back. Again, give us a call, 877-484-9735. That's the number at QHI Wellness. Uh, ShopQHI.com is where you can find a copy of my book, uh, one of my two books, or both, and where you can also find a copy of Recall Healing, Pyramid of Health, Dr. Gilbert Renaud's manual on all diseases. We'll be right back after this break. Doctor, doctor. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. There's nothing that says you should settle for anything less than strong, healthy joints. DeVette Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula contains powerful nutrients like glucosamine, which is scientifically proven to help joints heal. 
a powerhouse of additional herbs and nutrients, including MSN, boswellia, ginger root, horsetail extract, and hyaluronic acid that makes this a phenomenal combination in helping support joint health. Help your body rebuild cartilage, reduce joint swelling, stiffness, inflammation, and pain today with the Vet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula. Get your supply of comprehensive joint formula today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online to shophealthybody.com. Are you frustrated with the health of your digestive tract? Tired of heartburn and reflux symptoms? Sluggish or missing gallbladder? gas, bloating, or irritable bowel syndromes? If you feel your ability to digest food is not quite up to snuff, then try out DeVette Wellness Digestive Optimizer Formula. Digestive Optimizer Formula is packed full of digestive enzymes, ox bile, and acid precursors to help you digest carbs, fat, and protein. If your stomach feels too acidic for step one, then do step two first. Step two is a product called Glutagenics, which contains aloe, licorice root, and L-glutamine. Take charge of your digestive health today. Call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Again, Susan Spence on the show with me all the way from Mississippi today and uh, Susan, we hope you that you're doing fine down there too. I am. Thank St- you. Staying out of trouble and <clears throat> all that good stuff. <laughs> so. Too busy to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you're having to house babysit, uh, clean, yep. uh, cook. Uh, yep. you're <laughs> you got it. Well, we're talking about holistic approaches to managing breast cancer, and. Uh, Again, the question is, can breast cancer be healed without radical intervention? And again, I know that's a loaded question, but uh, one that we need to start asking more, uh, often more consistently, because our radical treatments, Susan, are not really curing anything. They're actually causing more trouble. So even as we get rid of possibly, if we're lucky, one cancer, you know, we're actually setting the stage for the next one and the next one and the next one. And it's been shown, uh, you know, through research that when you do standard chemotherapy or radiation therapy, your chances of a second malignancy, a different organ system or different tissue, you know, within 10 years is very, very, very high, sky high. Yeah. You know, so, and, and so, and then what? You know, what, when, when, uh, when do you, you know, stop the bleeding? Because every time you have to then do more chemo, more radiation, you're creating more damaged tissue and reducing quality of life more. And so, so you know, the question again, is that the best approach to the treatment of cancer? And uh, Susan, my contention is that it is not. You know, it can be a part of a healing protocol depending on somebody's belief systems and the way they look at things and what they've been indoctrinated with. And I'm not here to make anybody wrong that chooses conventional approach. But what I am saying is that, you know, there's 
sometimes you can do both. And you can be a very, very good at supporting that person through their treatments, their conventional treatments, if you, you know, <clears throat> give them uh, that support. And, you know, just an example, Susan, when they, when they do surgery on a body part, there's always a scar associated with that surgery. And that creates an interference field over that part of the body, which, by the way, paradoxically increases the chances of localized disease in that area until that scar is reset. So, you know, if we reset the scar, then uh, we reduce the chances at recurrence. Um, in the same vein, if you do chemotherapy, you want to get those poisons out of the body so that they stop hurting other cells. You know, so once you put it in there and it's hurt the cancer cells, then you want to get it out of the rest of the body so it can stop hurting uh, normal cells. Right. So, well, you know, I was doing surgery with a, a plastic surgeon a couple of a few years ago, and she was reconstructing uh, breast, and she said, you know, in 20 years we're going to look back and say how barbaric this is. She said, we don't know any better. We chopped down the whole forest just to kill one bad tree. We burned down the whole forest to kill one bad tree. And this this was a, a surgeon admitting, you know, I know this is barbaric, and I know there's a better way. This is just, you know, in 20 years, we're not going to even be doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that um, that uh, reminds me of so many other things. You know, we uh, it took, took us, what, 140 years from the time that was discovered that um, contamination could happen from hands into wounds, to us actually consistently, uh, you know, protecting patients by covering up uh, hands and washing hands and those kinds of things. So, you know, and in, in this, you know, this is also taking a long, long time. But, Susan, we shouldn't be surprised because it's, you know, there's a lot of inertia in the system. There's a lot of, you know, inertia, which means hard for people to change direction, not just medicine, but also the patients of medicine. Right. That can't, they kind of expect a certain type of medicine. They don't even think about the consequences of their actions if it's something that everybody else has been doing. You know, right. so if your father and your grandfather and your great grandfather had their prostates ripped out, you know, with uh, because of prostate cancer, you don't even think about, you know, whether it's good or not, uh, you know, it's proven or not. You're just going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, and the, and the finger is always pointed at natural medicine for not having enough proof that things work. But you know how much of conventional medicine doesn't either, Susan? I do. I mean, it's absolutely astonishing. It's estimated that 80% of all the treatments that we use in conventional medicine have not been proven in double-blind placebo-controlled study, studies. That's horrible. And, and even the ones that have been studied in double-blind placebo-controlled studies really say nothing because... Usually they just measure one one parameter. You know, you do a blood pressure study on one blood pressure medication, but you don't look at all the other side effects that it's contributing to, you know, causing other diseases to get worse. Right. So I've, I've, seen, I've seen people with their blood pressures perfectly controlled, but they're so dehydrated that their tongue is actually splitting open. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, uh, very quickly, Susan, uh, just a quick example of the programming behind breast cancer. What, what is the actual root of of a breast cancer? Just, um, you know, we have, maybe have a couple of minutes just to quickly frame that. Uh, uh, nesting conflict in a woman's life. 
Uh, that can be the loss of a home to fire or flood, the loss of a child, husband, uh, pet, um, anything within her sphere that she feels like she is responsible for taking care of. That's, that's beautifully put. So, so breast cancer, you know, no, with no, without a doubt, that there's a conflict of the nest. It can be symbolic, real, uh, imaginary, um, you know, and um, uh, so what's the other the virtual? So it can be any one of those four, but there's always a conflict that is framed in a woman's subconscious as a nesting drama. Again, I would wish we had time to give you some uh, great examples, but get uh, again, get a copy of my book, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health. Um, we do have some examples in the book on different diseases, including breast cancer, what some of the programming is. Dr. Renaud's book, uh, again, Re- Recall Healing, uh, Pyramid of Health, the CDs, or DVDs rather, on breast diseases, which covers breast cancer and other breast diseases. So get, uh, get yourself a copy of that DVD set. If you know anybody that has breast cancer or if you have the disease or you're concerned about the disease, you know, Susan, we, you know, it's really, really good to start thinking about these things before you ever get it so that you can know what you might do if you got it and how to prevent it, you know, as, as best you can, um, which is a whole nother program. We can do a whole show just on breast cancer prevention Mm-hmm. And uh, we can also do a whole program on over-diagnosis, over, uh, you know, when we look for cancer all the time, we find it more often than not, <clears throat> you know, these days. And that in itself is a whole controversy, uh, Susan, that needs to be addressed. Um, right. Also, wanted uh, you to say just a couple of words about detox strategies. Uh, um, what, uh, what, what, what is the most critical thing we can do? You know, just to get that body cleaned up so we can reduce the risk and, uh, you know, get uh, the perpetrators out of the system. I think uh, probably uh, you, you'd want to do all the traditional detoxes that we do, plus you'd want to pay particular attention to the uh, xenoestrogens, the uh, lymphatic drainage, and optimize the uh, 216 estrogen ratios. Um, and clean out your gut, liver. I mean, everything. Everything really needs to be uh, detoxed. Yeah, there's a supplement called Indulpex that uh, that I find very helpful. Indulpex um, has a dim in it, methionine, to clean out those bad estrogens. So that's a good place to start. Basic detox package, you know, for those that are doing cancer prevention. Um, and even if you're doing uh, being treated for cancer, if you want to get those chemotherapy agents out and, and do a little bit more to clean out the system, then the basic detox package, uh, which you can also find on shopqhi.com, shopqhi.com, and uh, so um, you know, so that's that's basically uh, important for for us. Uh, to remember to say to Susan when we talked liver detox and kidney detox, some great liver and kidney remedies that we use, uh, you know, berber, parsley, um, and then you know, the, there's a series of kidney tonics and liver tonics that, and lymph tonics. So, so the lymphatic system, I, I don't know if you mentioned that, I think you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lymph, lymph drainage is so so critical, we don't want to get that lymph up uh, working as well as possible. Susan, you know, again, this is not something we we had time to discuss today, but you know, it's a very interesting question that uh, when we talk about um, when we talk about met- metastases, 
when does a met, met, metastatic disease happen? You know, and 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 most people think that a metastasis is when a cancer spreads from one area of the body to another. But there's a whole other story behind that too. That uh, that I I want people to at least be aware of, and that is there's more and more evidence that it's not actually the cancer that spreads from one area to another. It's actually a second cancer that happens in the second area based on a totally uh, a separate set of conflict programs. Hmm. You know, so, so that's, uh, that's um, don't you think that's important for people to know? Uh, yes. yes. I, I, I don't remember uh, discussing that at the seminar. I need to, I need to uh, review that. Yeah, it's called, uh, we call that, uh, you know, when, when you have a secondary conflict, um, you know, again, it may be related to the first conflict, the program for the first cancer, but the second conflict, <clears throat> you know, complicates the first, nevertheless. So, Susan, anybody that has a massive fear of death, for example, you know, no matter what the cancer that they started with, that's the program for lung metastases. You know, if you have a massive uh, fear of scarcity that you're not going to get enough food, nutrients like, for instance, if you have colon cancer and you fear that your gut is going to be shut down, you're going to starve to death, that's the liver that is the target organ. If it's regional uh, and there's a severe devaluation conflict, it's bone. And again, unfortunately, we've gotten to the end of the program today. Uh, for more information, get copies of the DVDs on Recall Healing Level 1, 2, and 3. You can actually go through the whole series. It's about uh, <clears throat> three weekends, three full weekends of seminars that we have recorded. Uh, tremendous information. Uh, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health, my book. Also available at shopqhi.com. And we had a, uh, did a whole DVD set on breast diseases, including breast cancer. So uh, join us again tomorrow. Uh, Susan, thank you so much for being on the show with me. And we thank Julie earlier, too, for being <clears throat> on the show with us the first part of the show. We'll be back tomorrow with more great information. Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter DeVent Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 